As women, we often have unspoken experiences that need open dialogue without fear of judgment. Well, Tori and Ebony are no exception. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep, we're talking about it. If having a safe space to express yourself and learn from one another appeals to you, then sis, you have found your tribe. So come in, have a seat, and journey with the vibrant souls. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is a scripture from Isaiah 41.10. So can you guess what we're talking about today? <laughs> the spirit of worry. worry. <laughs> yes, we are going to talk about how we can stop worrying. Yes, worry. And live our best life. Yes, because worry sure does get in the way. Amen to that. <laughs> So what are some things that you worry about in your life? Well, the majority of my life I worried. So I started worrying since I was a little girl. Yeah. I, <laughs> I worried about death. <laughs> mm -hmm. I worried about, I don't know, just everything. But um, so as I get older, my worries have kind of shifted into the unknown. Finance is always there. Yes. Um, but the unknown death I'm, I'm working through, I feel a little bit better about. You, not there yet. Yeah. You're not. Mm -mm. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, as well. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we can kind of just like break down each one and talk about how we are kind of transcending those things into okay. something more healthier. Okay, so I will start with my number one worry, which is always the safety of my children. Oh yeah, that's a that's a hard one to break. I don't even yeah. know if well, I'm not gonna say if that can ever be broken, but I don't think so. Yeah. Because I even think about, you know, me and well, I only have one sibling now, but I mean we're my mom is still calling, You make it home, okay? Yep. She know you out. Hey, you better call me when you get to the yep. house. I don't think you ever let go of that. Right. But I realize that mine may be a little bit more irrational than what it should be. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know I'm not a sleeper anyway. Mm -hmm. So I realize a lot of times when I'm not sleeping well, it's because I can't put hands on both my kids. Mm. So I've got one that's, you know, in college and I've got one that's at home. Yeah. I'm okay because the ones at home is like, hey, I can just go to her room and see her. I know that she's okay. And I'm having to let go of, I can't keep track of her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, How was that transition though? When she first went off to college being away for it, the first time? It was rough. Mm -hmm. That was like probably one of the hardest periods I had. Like she's an adult now, young adult, mm -hmm. but I had to let go of that whole, oh yeah, call me, tell me where you are. You're here. Like, did you leave? Did you go to someone's room? So you started like, it, to, started out that way. I. I purposely started trying to make that transition while she was still a senior in high school, like okay. giving her a little bit more freedom. That way I wouldn't have that whole shock mm -hmm. when she finally left to go to school. Mm -hmm. But it's still something that I wrestle with now, just giving her that space to, you know, just do her thing. Like, okay, Ebony, you can't call her all the time just because right. she's not 
you know, communicating with you the way you expect her to. Right. Like, I have to just have peace in knowing that even if she's not calling you in the morning and in the middle of the day and before she goes to bed at night, resting in knowing that God has her mm -hmm. and she's protected and that she's okay. Mm -hmm. I just don't ever feel like they're okay unless they're, they're with, with you. Right. Yeah. I know. It's so hard, especially with, with children. And then when they start driving, I'm not ready for that yet. But there was something that I read about... Um, I don't know, because we're talking about worry, I think there's no way to not um, address the spiritual aspects of it because I, worry is a spirit. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an evil spirit. Yes, it is. And so opposite of that, you have to talk about, you know, spirituality, truth, and God. Right. So um, I did read something a while back that kind of helped me with my kids as um, it was saying that they really don't belong to me. You know, they are God's children. They are God's. Yes, they so are. give them to him and yes. let him protect them. And you just, you're stewarding your children. Mm -hmm. You know, you're teaching them. Yep, you're guiding well. them. And so <laughs> that has kind of helped take the pressure off of me, yeah. uh, you know, in that whole worry state. Because I'll immediately go to, okay, now you you protecting them now. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Right. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's it's good to say it, you know, and I guess the more you say it, the more it'll, you know, it'll just become, stronger. yeah, yeah. it'll strengthen in that and mm -hmm. it'll become more reality for you, but. It's hard. Yes. Okay, so what's one for you? Um, one for me is definitely finances. Um, and the church said amen. Right. <laughs> So I feel like I'm getting a lot better with that. And I think it's all about what I realized um, the worry was that was attached to my finances was the poverty slash lack. Scarcity Scarcity mindset, mindset that yeah, I knew that needed to be healed. I mean, I was brought up in it and the world operates in lack and scarcity. In I'm working on that <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. that, I mean, and so... Um, that has really helped me, you know, kind of like focus more on the law of abundance and prosperity, That's that good. there is no lack, that there's always supply, that, you know, it's always flowing. It's you that is in the way of your, you know, mm -hmm. of your flow, of your supply. Yeah. And so what I do with money whenever I spend it, I always, let's say I spent $10 at the grocery store, because um, I read a lot about poverty, poverty mindset. I read a lot about prosperity mindset because mm -hmm. that's what I want, a prosperity mindset. So anyway, yeah. when I go to the store, I say a little affirmation. I say, this $10 is but a symbol of uh, the infinite substance of the universe. I give thanks <laughs> that uh, 10 wow. times this is okay. on its way <laughs> and it will quickly manifest in perfect ways. Like I say little things, I multiply that $10 that I spent, that it I is coming really back like to it. me. Yes. Yeah. So I'll say, I, you know, 10 times this or a hundred dollars is quickly this on is. its way. It's <laughs> over $5. I agonize over like, <laughs> We need to really just sit down and decide, do we need this? Right. $5. That's that's your number. Right, $5. <laughs> if it's over $5, I'm assessing whether this is necessary or not. Okay, so how, how, how do you do with 
the whole poverty mindset lack or I'm a natural born hustler so I am always generating revenue from somewhere mm-hmm. so in order for me to feel like I'm okay I have to secure my financial future mm-hmm. so I understand what you're saying is more of the spiritual aspect that right. I really have to um, just practice and get that mm-hmm. down for me but mm-hmm. I believe that faith without works is dead. So right. I can pray about it all I want to, but what am I physically doing to change right. it? Right, you have to do that. Yeah, that has to yeah, be in like, place. Yeah, like what am I physically doing? So I know that I physically have to have a job, or mm-hmm. and if I do, and if I'm, I'm worried about money, then I need this hustle, I need that hustle, I need this. So I'm always looking for ways to generate revenue. Mm-hmm. Right. So I focus on, okay, yes, I may worry about money, but when I look at what's on my plate, I'm doing everything Mm -hmm. that I need to do to secure my financial future. So then I need to rest Mm -hmm. in knowing Mm -hmm. that God is going to take care of me and provide for me because he always has. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not having, you know, basic resources a lot of times when I was younger is why I'm like this. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I realized that, like, no, I'm never going to let myself get in this place where I don't have my basic needs met. And I'm never going to look at my bank account and feel like it's enough zeros in there. Mm-hmm. It's there's never. And that's the thing about I'm money. Not, like there's I'm, I'm noticing that there's never enough. Like it's even um, what is his name? Byron Allen, who's a billionaire. Yeah. He was talking on The Breakfast Club, I heard, and he was just talking about his journey, but he was like, um, there was a $300 million deal or whatever, and he was like, oh, and by the way, $300 million is not a lot of money. And so I'm like... <laughs> what, depending on what you're trying to do with that, because my mindset is generational wealth. Right, but but even the, even the fact that he could form that that thought to say that $300 million (laughs) is not a lot of money put a lot of stuff in perspective (laughs) for me. Like, it's never enough, no matter how much you get. Well, right, because for (laughs) someone, you're right. Right. Because at some point, like, please, if I had $300 million, oh, I'm flipping the hell out of that $300 million. Right, right, right. But for some people, again, it depends on, like, how big your ideas are. Yeah. So right. $300 million, you know, in comparison to what you're trying to do with that $300 million probably isn't a lot of mm-hmm. money to some. Mm-hmm. I'm straight, right. though. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, give me $300 million. Right. I'm, I'm good. Yes. I'm like, okay, let me try to think about, like, even at, if you spend $50 at the grocery store because we have it, then or, or 150 or whatever, and sometimes we'd be like, dang, that's a lot of money. But if we stop saying that, like, that's not a yeah, lot. You if you just cap it there. remember yeah. what, how he saw money, like, it's not a lot. Like, it's just, it's continuously flowing. It's not a lot of money. Nothing is a lot of money. Right. You have to change that yeah. mindset. That's yeah. hard. And though. it's hard because it's in our daily life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Knocking at your door like, hey, you don't have enough for this. You don't right. have enough of that. But yeah, Mr. Bill comes, so you know, right. like clockwork every 30 days. Right. right. All right, so my other one, and I put them in order. One was the safety of my children. I agree with you with money, because mm-hmm. that's one for me. The other one would be health. Okay, that's a big one. Yeah, I think the you know health and death thing kind of go right. hand in hand. Right. Um, I've had to deal with um, 
lost very early on in my life. I lost my father when I was 10, um, complications from diabetes, and he passed away when he was 36. Mm -hmm. I lost my brother at 25, died from complications from heart disease that was genetic. There are a lot of genetic killers in my family, and people die young. Mm -hmm. So I've always, you know, like played sports, been healthy, work out, you know, eat well, all of it. Like I can be a little Nazi. Are you obsessed with it? That's why I can be a little Nazi (laughs) with it. Because that is one of my biggest fear, especially as I get older. Mm -hmm. You know, every birthday for me, and you know I'm a big birthday person, it kind of agitates me when people look at their birthday like it's just another day. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You made it a whole... 365 right I always make a big deal out of my birthday because that's a year that I'm still made and there were people that you know passed you know younger than me so every year I got older like at 36 was a hard birthday for me because that's when my dad passed Mm. and so I had a lot of anxiety before I turned 36 Mm mm-hmm and then, of course, my I was older than my brother, so that didn't matter. And then my sister passed away. And she was young. At she 40. Was 40. Okay, yeah. And I still have anxiety now because she passed away a few days before her 41st birthday. Mm. I'm approaching my 41st birthday. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's like. How are the, you? How do you? How are you working through that? Like. How do you work through that? I don't know that I'm working through it. I think I'm just trying to give it to God. Take, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm really just actively trying to stop worrying about things that I can't control. Whatever my time is, is my time. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the hardest thing for us to just make peace with. Mm-hmm. You don't know when your time is and you don't know how. Right. <laughs> And for some reason, we think we can control that in some way. For some <laughs> reason, we do. <laughs> Because I get mad when I hear people who were in great shape and who exercised and ate well and then die of a stroke. Like, where they do that at? Like, how? (laughs) But that's why I'm saying there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, it's like like you might as well try to work to just release that stuff and, you know. Right, because you can be completely healthy and then something take you out. I mean, or you could just be... I mean, in the worst health ever, and then live. And stay. Right. Yeah. And then be here till you're 105. Because I got some of them in my family that they just won't die. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they have done some things to themselves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so that's why I look at that like, okay, there's really no rhyme or reason to, you know, who stays and who goes. Right. So I just try to make a conscious effort to not help my genetics out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do what I can in the natural and then just supernaturally. Yeah. Give it over. Give it over. <laughs> Give it to God. Let go and let God. That's what I'm trying to do. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one for me was the fear of the unknown. So when I mm. got um, my divorce in 2017, that is when I kind of stepped out into the unknown. You know, I, I mm-hmm. didn't know what was coming. And because I'm also building a business at the mm-hmm. same time and I don't know where the finances are going to come from am I going to be okay all of that stuff I can't you know you really just can't see ahead of you nope. whereas before everything was steady and the the comfort was there right. you know everything That's was huge. provided for that so comfort. yes <laughs> so letting go of that and stepping into the unknown I really had to um 
or learn how to develop my relationship with God mm-hmm. and learning how to trust him and I'll do That's my part. That's a continual process it as is, well. It is. Yeah. It only gets deeper. The trust yeah. with him only gets deeper. And so I've learned how to let a lot of that stuff go and kind of embrace yeah. the unknown and take it really day by day. That's what I've learned how to do. That was on my list too on how to combat worry. Yeah. <laughs> Take it day by day. Yes. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and discuss that now that we've aired out our yes our worries. Our worries. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Okay. How do we deal with it? So I have my little three-step system. Okay. So if I'm worrying about anything, I just identify the source of the worry. Mm-hmm. And then once I identify it, I ask myself, what can I do to change it? So if there's something I'm worrying about, that there's something I can physically do, then I just, you know, devise a plan. Mm -hmm. I'm a systems person. So it's like, here's a plan. Let's work this plan. As long as I'm actively doing something Mm -hmm. to change the situation that I'm worrying about, then it alleviates the worry. Mm, That's good. Now, if it's something I can't, which is my biggest. (laughs) Yes. Lord, you, <laughs> I know that's hard for you because you you have things in control and you don't I like. Do, <laughs> I do, and I realize that's something I gotta let go of as well. I don't do well in situations that I cannot control. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of peace from this false sense <laughs> of control that I right. have because I know it's false. At least you're honest with yourself. Oh, you yeah. know what's going I on. Right, now. right. Listen, I know it's false. Right. I know I control nothing. Right. But my little mind says, I says can. I can. Right. And I, and I do. Right. <laughs> so if there is something there that I really cannot control, that's when I really have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's when I worry. Got it. Because I don't have a finger on the pulse. There's right. nothing I can do about it. So I have to actually give my trust right. to something other than myself. And we all know about my trust issues. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we see that vicious cycle, right. worry, trust. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's all combined. Right. So, yeah. And then after, if I devise a plan and then I work the plan, I just learn to be in the moment. Okay. So I will plan out my week and... I, I'm okay with, you know, monkey wrenches being thrown into my week. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But as long as I start my week with a plan, then it alleviates my worry because I'm not meandering through my week. Yeah, you have here's, something to focus Right, here's on. my agenda. Okay, this is what we're doing for work. This is what we're doing with the kids. This is what I'm doing with this. Like, everything is organized. I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. Organized, at least to begin the week. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm regimented in that way. So mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and that alleviates worry for me instead of trying to pull my gather to uh, my day together as I'm going through the day. Like I'm Got it. proactive, not reactive. Right. That's a good, that's a good yeah. tactic. Oh, so what are your, Is that, those are your yeah, three. Those, those okay. are my three. Yeah. Um, so my, how I deal with worry first, I understand that worry is kind of like in the head so whenever i am worrying about something i kind of like start to observe my mind i've learned how to observe Mm -hmm. my thoughts and then i always try to drop down into my heart and say okay well what is true you know about this whole thing Mm -hmm. so i have to create 
um, some some other thoughts, some opposite thoughts to go to. Like I have to say I am calm, I am peaceful, I am all of those things to kind of recondition my mind. Yeah, that yeah. and that will help put me into right action. Yeah, I and like so that. that's how I always work with worry. I've learned mm-hmm. what the opposite words of worry are, like peace, calmness, mm-hmm. um, trust, and so then I start talking and speaking in that way and that kind of calms my mind down so that I'm clear to see what I need to do you know intuitively like what's my next step what is this and so yeah yeah. so that's it that's what I do because it puts me into action okay (laughs) I'm learning how to uh but yeah it just puts me into right action okay so yeah it's but but now when I I have am speaking to myself that's why I was like oh no but it's no 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 (laughs) But it takes me a while. It takes that thought okay. a while to take root, though. Like, I could be okay, working on you. it for like five months, oh. like a long time. Oh yeah, me to too. break that thing off. <laughs> right. But yeah, I mean, but in but that's the meantime, your like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's just so how I, I do it. I immediately start work doing the mind work first, and then and then I'll move on. So I guess there are pieces that we can, you know, take from each other. I guess I, I'm a positive affirmation person. Mm-hmm. So in my planner at the beginning of every week, mm-hmm. there's an affirmation mm-hmm. for that week. So every time I'm in my planner, which is all day, but yeah. every time I'm in my planner, I'm constantly reminded of what are we focusing on today? Yeah, yeah it's good so to no have So no matter your what mind. happens today, here's our affirmation for today. Right. And we're going to focus on this and this only. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what else happens. Yes, def- I, that's important. Yeah. Re- because it's in the mind, you really have to redirect your mind to yeah. something else, like yeah. a more positive direction. And know that worry you have to just work to uproot it. I mean, it's in, what I've learned about worry is we hear it everywhere, like it's in our everyday language. Mm-hmm. We'll say, oh, I'll worry about that later. And we don't really pay attention to, to that. I on like just and dumping that Yeah, that's what I, that's another yeah. thing that I've been working on, like just taking it out completely. Like, yeah. why would we worry about that later? Instead of that, say, oh, I'll fix it later. Or right. I'll focus I'll on this later. This. Yeah. yeah. So we have later. to learn how to like take it. that worry out yeah. of our vocabulary too. But yeah. So. Um, All right. Well, go ahead and close us out with a yes, positive thought. Yes. I wanted to go ahead and end this with another scripture that has really, really helped me. Okay. Um, this comes from Second Timothy 1 and 7. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So focus on power, love and a sound mind. And just practice that. What does power look like for you? What does love look like for you? A sound mind is a calm mind. It does not live in a state of worry. And so that's what I wanted to end it with. Love it. Thank you all for listening. Peace, love, and light.